So I have here a a box that might be of interest to some of you anyway. This is a very portable solution for webcasting. It might be helpful to go through the steps of how to set this up and uh, explain how to use it. And it works very well with Sermon Audio. The reason why people would use a box like this, for example, instead of their phone, which is the easiest way to webcast in a mobile environment, there's nothing wrong with the phone, but if you wanted to have a little bit better image quality, if you wanted to use a like a DSLR camera or professional camera, you could use a box like this that would sit on top of it. And it connects uh, via SDI, which is a little bit of a professional grade connection or HDMI. So I thought it might be interesting to some at least to go through how to set a box like this up and just actually push a webcast out with it. I also wanted to give a demo on the embed editor because there's a lot of churches that we're finding that actually don't use the embed editor properly or they don't use it at all. The embed editor allows you to bring your sermons, of course, from Sermon Audio onto your own website, and it works really well. So the first thing that I'll do is I'll go ahead and show you the new thing in our Sermon Audio app iOS 14 broke something in our app, the ability to play videos. We got a fix out there. It's in the store right now, and this is the new feature of it. I want you to know about it so that you could you can enjoy it and benefit from it. This is my phone, actually, and you can see that I tried using the iOS 14 widget now and very happy about that. But here's the app, and as you can see, it's this is the newest version, although it looks the same as the old version. The, uh, the new part of it, though, is something that I'll show you right now. There's a webcast in progress. Let's go ahead and play that and see what happens. And I want us to look you see those tonight that at up three persons described in the book of Ezekiel. There, you can hear me now, right? I'm going to tap on that little button that I did, and you can see that I can now have this floating in a window, which is very nice because not only does this allow me to do other things on the app, but I can actually exit out of the app completely, and it's still playing. You see? And I can move it to the side, and it, it gets hidden. It's still there. I can bring it back out. And so this is how people can now watch your webcast or a video that you upload. They could already listen to things in the background, but this allows, this allows for the videos, whether it's a webcast or an archive video, to be played. This is called picture-in-picture, and it works very well. Yeah, it's uh, we're pretty happy about this. I will also show now the little piece here that we introduced to help with lyrics. Let me let me pull this back up on the phone. So what we'll do here is we'll show lyrics and we'll explain to you what the difficulty was and how we were able to provide a solution for it. Uh, the difficulty was that if you try to go and set this up in connections. If you use this app, then you're already familiar with what I'm doing. But the the URL here was the problem. You see how it's all combined into one. Normally with webcasting apps, you have a URL and then you have a stream key. You see this in OBS, you see this in Wirecast, you see this in a bunch of different... In fact, this is the first app. There may be others, but this is the first app that we've seen it all combined like this. And I mean, it'll work but it just meant that you had to combine it yourself. And it was a little difficult for some churches to do that. So what we did was we actually created 
I'll go back out here to the um, this is the webcast manager on the website and I'm on my phone which is the way that people would be doing this to grab the stream key and so normally you have if you can see here the stream key in the webcast server URL that you would have to copy each one independently put them on that URL line and put a slash between them and you know it's it takes a little bit of uh, skill to do that on a small mobile device but what we were able to do is create this new thing here show additional formats you tap on that and it pulls down to a combined URL this format is used by applications such as Larix so there you go we combine it for you all you have to do is just tap on that and hit copy and then go back into Larix and you should be good to go. There are other ways to webcast. Obviously you can use your computer, you can use your phone, but if you wanted to be completely mobile and use something like this, you know, this is your typical DSLR. Uh, if you wanted to use something like this, which has a nice big lens on it, and you know, you can get very good picture quality. Or if you wanted to use something like this, a little bit more of a, video camera but if you wanted to use cameras like this and you still want it to be mobile like you didn't want to have to hook it up to your computer for example that's where a device like this becomes very handy live you solo there it is right there and you're welcome to look it up we did a lot of research on devices like this there's a ton of them out there uh, teradec makes a device a uh, very good device there's a new one that's come out, which is pretty impressive looking, called the Yolo Box, which actually looks really, really good. And again, the benefit of a box like this versus your phone is that it'll allow you to hook up to a camera, like a DSLR or a video camera of some sort, and stream out from a camera without going to a computer. So I thought I'd go ahead and give you a quick demonstration of this. And the reason why I like this device in particular is because it has support for, let me see if I can switch my camera. And this is the HDMI, and this is an SDI. HDMI is gonna be a lot more common, obviously, but SDI supports pro video cameras that have SDI coming out of them. It's a better connection, it's uh, more secure, it, it goes a lot further than HDMI ever does. It also has this micro SD slot where you can record on the device itself. And it has a USB, it has a USB on that side and it actually has a USB on this side. And the reason why there's a USB on both sides is because this particular box supports USB modems that you can plug straight into it. And it can be configured in like two of them in a way where if you needed to bond them, bonding your USB modem simply means that it will combine them so that you get number one more bandwidth but number two you get redundancy so if you have a problem with one carrier the connection stays alive but there's your ethernet there and there's your uh, power it has a small screen on the back this is the screen in fact I'll turn it on so there's your small screen on the back with a control to be able to control it. You can use the little screen with the knobs here to find the available Wi-Fi hotspots and type in the password and connect. So we'll wait for this to fire up. There it is. It's actually connected to my 
Wi-Fi here where we are and you can see that by going into interfaces you tap on that you can't read it but it's there you can select a network and so on and so forth and once you get this connected to the Wi-Fi the way you actually set it up is via a web browser this is the website for that live you solo box and this is how you set things up you go in you log in so I'm already logged in it knows that this is the device and you set up your destination using the web browser I already set one up here but I'll go ahead and remove that and set it up again so you can see how how this works want to set up a new destination you just tap on this plus button for Sermon Audio, you just would use a generic RTMP. And if you tap on that, this is where you set up your destination. And this is where you would go to the webcast manager on Sermon Audio. So this is the webcast manager. This is for our classics account. Let's go ahead and copy the stream key. Put that here. Go and copy the webcast server URL. Put that here. We don't have a secondary and uh, destination name you can call it whatever you like by the way this name shows up on the little device so you know who you're streaming out to and then your profile usually just recommend either 720p or 1080p 30 frames per second that would be this year and then we would actually go and change some advanced settings so we'll go ahead and change this to 1080 we'll go ahead and change this to let's say 1500 especially if you're going over mobile you don't want this to be too high I mean, even a thousand will be fine. Your frame rate, you want it to be 30 frames. You hit submit and it's set up. There's your destination and that's how simple it is. And then when you go back to your device, you can see that it says SA MISC there, right there. Now it's not pushing out just yet, but if I press on this button here, it'll start streaming. Nothing's connected to it. So I'll go ahead and connect the camera to it. But you'll also notice here that it's got a, a little battery indicator. There's a battery built into this. You can plug it in if it's going to be longer, but the battery we've tested seems to last about two hours. So here's my camera. Here's this. So you can see this. And we have to connect this to there. And I happen to have a short SDI cable, which is right here. The ends of it just look like that. And this plugs into the camera here. And the thing I like about these SDI connectors is that it actually twists and locks. So there's no chance of this pulling out accidentally. The other end I will plug into here. And now you should be able to see the image on that screen so you have an idea of what's about to be sent out. The webcast or push to webcast here button and then we'll see what happens. It says it's streaming and um, on this page, it says that streaming. So you can see it says streaming and you can actually hit stop or you can hit stop on the device. But if you go to the web page, you will see that it's streaming. One other thing I'll mention, which might be of interest, you may be wondering how this all stays together. It's all just sort of flopping around. Well, they actually have a like a little bracket and it sits into the cold shoe mount on the camera and then this sits on top like this. And so, just sits like this and you tighten it and then this slides into one of these guys right here just slides right into there so that it's completely all in one and again it works with a DSLR as well as a video camera it's a very very elegant solution I like it I like it a lot it's all battery powered so the camera's battery powered 
uh, this is battery powered and if you wanted to keep a copy of it you can either use the SD card that's built into this or you can record straight on the camcorder the camcorder itself will record obviously so there's um, there's a lot of options there and this can just sit on the tripod and you're good to go we already talked about the last time so I won't keep going over the same ground we already talked about the fact that you can embed this you can share this using these buttons here um, you can start seeing where people are coming from this is our map Oh, we have some more light up here um, this is our international map so you can see people from outside of the US and here's your stream key and all that and this is what we added recently within a few hours ago so this allows people to copy a single field if the app requires it and here's all the previous webcasts uh, not all of them we only keep two weeks worth that should be noted and you can see here how it says in one day it's about to expire in seven days and so on you should be aware of that we don't keep them forever but what we do ask is that once you know that you want to keep one you go ahead and use this button add to and that will allow you to create an actual sermon it will force you to put in a title which is a good thing we want you to title everything that you put up on sermon audio permanently it'll pop up this convenient way for you to trim the webcast so that you don't have these videos that you're uploading that just have all this blank space at the beginning uh, from the webcast itself and you can upload a custom thumbnail that is the archive feature for webcasts if i go to the analytics section the first thing you're going to do is select your date range and this is showing a date range of of the last number of weeks you can say the past 90 days you can say the last month and so on this current month or all the year let's go ahead and say all of 2020 and hit apply so now this is going across the entire year to date 2020 and it shows you things like the total webcast views the unique viewers countries reached and the number of listen line calls this is the analytics section that allows you to be able to get access to the reporting, the data, so that you can print it out, so you can investigate all that happened throughout the year. It breaks it down by state, as you can see here, which is very nice. This also allows you to hover over it, and it shows you the different states. Here's your international map, so you can see the various places that the webcast is being watched from. Two from China. India, Australia. So it's all very interesting. And then, of course, we break it down by country here in the text. Uh, down below that, uh, we show a simple graph that shows all the actual webcast sessions that you've had throughout that date range. And so you can hover over this and be able to see the people that tuned in as well that way. You can see it in bar graph mode. You can see it in line graph mode, which it shows like that. And uh, down below here, you just see it broken down. This top graph that you see is broken down in this chart. So you can see the actual webcast sessions one by one. And, you know, you may have had some sessions that were just tests, which is why we have this ability to filter out webcasts that are maybe only a minute or two long. And that was what this field is for, the minimum duration. So you want to say... 
I actually don't want to see any webcasts that are less than 10 minutes long. And so you hit apply. And so none of those webcasts are going to show up in any of these numbers, any of this here in the map and down here as well. So you can see now there's nothing under 10 minutes, right? And so what that does is it, it just filters out things that may have been uh, a mistake or a test so that your reports, if you wanted to print this out, it stays clean. It stays like a legitimate report. You filter out all the tests. And of course, you can print this report out. And this was uh, also done with a great amount of work. You can do with color or grayscale, bar or line graph, and you hit print. We have what we constructed as a cover page. And on this cover page is meant to be printed out and put out on a public area in the church. And it shows you the date range. It explains what it is that you're looking at. It gives the church code ID right here. It shows all the important numbers, the countries reached. So you see those numbers nice and clear at the very top. And then of course, it breaks it down with your maps, your graphs in a very pretty way. And this is your cover page. The subsequent pages just have the data broken down. So you can see the states, and then you can see the countries. And these are all the webcast sessions. We're very happy with this. I hope you've had a chance to look at it yourself. This is our webcast analytics section. And here's the embed editor. Now, there's a lot going on on this page. So if this is getting a little too crowded for you, you can minimize this over here to give yourself a little bit more room. This is just that left toolbar, and that allows you to see these options here more clearly. But the embed editor allows you to do a couple of different things, and they are shown here. You have video, you have audio, you have webcast, and you have browser. These are the four major areas of the embed editor, and let me show you what the browser is all about first. This is the most comprehensive embed widget that we have. And what this is, is that it allows you to bring all of your sermons onto your own website. So your entire library of sermons you can bring onto your website. If you do nothing else and you just leave all the defaults as it is, you just hit this button down here. Whenever you want to copy the code for whatever it is that you're looking at, you just hit this button where it says copy. Do that and you bring it into your notepad, which I happen to have right here. Take a look at it on your web page, which I happen to have right here. And there it is. There's your embed. It just brings it straight in. It's the easiest way to bring in all of your sermons. This is a scrolling list. Here you can play your sermons. You can play, that's audio. You can download them here. You can play your video this way. And you can page through it so you can see all of them. You can go from page one to whatever. You can go to the very end. And you can click on this button right here. And you can search as well as filter all of the sermons by series, by scripture, etc. And you can also sort. And this is going to be about as comprehensive as you possibly can need. And you probably already noticed that it shows automatically if you are currently live. All of our embed codes work the same way. It will just show you that it's live to give you the maximum visibility. And you click on that and it just takes you to the player. There you go. And let's go through some of these options. So this is the entire sermon library, but you know, you can also show a subset of the sermons. You might just want to show one particular sermon series. It's going to ask you, well, which sermon series? And that's where this comes in. You will select from this list 
and let's say, oh, I don't know, our staff dinners. So now this list is just that one sermon series into your page, and you can just have a, a section on your page for that sermon series. Some of these options we'll explore now. Let's remove the headers. Let's remove the filter options. So let's click on that. That takes away that header. Let's take away this filter option because we don't need it for the sermon series. Take that away so that's nice and clean. It's just the sermon series. Let's take away the paging options down below. Compact mode. What that does is it gets rid of that border that was around there. I'll show you again. So this, this border, this gray border that's around the whole thing. If you wanted to just get rid of that and go into compact mode, there you go. Uh, you can change it to a dark theme. You can remove all the exterior borders. And let's copy that. And we refresh. And there we go. It is just the sermon series. And this widget then can be dropped into your page wherever is most suitable. And the widget is completely responsive so that if you have a, a small screen like this, you see everything sort of compresses and it will work just fine. And I was just showing you a sermon series, but you can actually do anything. You can do by language or by scripture, by speaker. So if you wanted to have just one particular speaker brought out, you can do that. You can also change the sorting. So maybe you want it to be sorted in the order that it was preached. So you can have that there. You can change the number of sermons per page right here. Here is an example of a church website that we found did a pretty good job. And that would be right here. This is Second Presbyterian Church. It's actually here in town. And um, it looks really good. They have a page where it's just their sermons page. And it shows their sermons, and it's integrated very nicely. This is exactly the way that please open your Bibles. Of course, they have this here as well, so people come to their site, they can search, and then they can page through. And then they also have a, a webcasting page, which just copies and pastes their webcast right into here. This is another example of a page that does a good job. Faith FPC. You go to their sermons page and. What you do is you see their most recent sermon up here at the top, and I'll show you how that works, and then you just see their entire library down below. And they also have a separate page for sermon clips, and that is just sermon clips. This is the most recent, and then this is a list of all the sermon clips. It's just an idea. It's just different ways for you to use the embed code. So that was for the browser, and... This over here on the left is says video and then you have audio beside it. This shows just one video, one sermon. That's a video. And you can have it show the most recent from the broadcaster, most recent from a particular speaker or from a series or an event type, etc. And you can change the width and you can make an autoplay. And you copy that. Display the most recent video. Now, if you want the most recent audio, just the sermon, so that it plays in this audio player that we have, there's some options there. This is a mini player, a very tiny version of it, and you have a dark theme. And you can copy that, paste it in there, and there's your most recent audio. And then, of course, you have your webcast. And we have a webcast running right now, which is right here. This we've seen before, but you hit copy and then it takes it and 
displays it in your web page. It also allows you to show things like the view counts. You can see over here, if you wanted a small version of this button and you can make it rounded, so that has nice little rounded corners. So that is the embed editor. I'm trying to get to the point where I can put my, do away with Vimeo, just use WordPress and populate my sermons from audio sermon just like you showed the the uh, faithpc.org. Yes. I don't know I don't know if they use WordPress, but that's what I'm trying to do because I no longer have an app that's that's being supported and it hadn't been supported for years. And uh, so I guess one of my main questions is how are you established uh, when you leave this world uh where is this organization <laughs> going? Is this, I'm looking for longevity also. I see you're supporting the app, but. <laughs> that is a great question. It doesn't sound like your question is actually to do with WordPress. Just to answer that question. Yes, the embed editor that, that I just demonstrated works with WordPress. So the Faith FPC site, I'll just pop that back up. The Faith FPC site that you saw, I know for a fact that they use WordPress and all you do is you just copy and paste the code into WordPress and it should work. Now, I believe, I could be wrong, but I believe this is only true about WordPress sites that are hosted yourself. Meaning, if you go to WordPress.com, I think it's a little bit different. Yeah, I'm hosting. I'm oh. hosting differently. So, yeah, right. that won't be a problem. Well, you just copy and paste exactly like like uh, we were showing you here. You just copy and paste, and you should be good to go. It's the support behind and the continuation of the application design. Right. See, that's what I'm stuck with now. Uh, an application that's been shoved to the side, and it takes a lot of effort to dig into the code, even though we have it, mm -hmm. to make changes. Right. Well, that, that's, a, that's a very legitimate thing, especially in the tech world, where things seem to have a shelf life. Programs and services that we used years ago are no longer around. Uh, all I can say is that uh, we're very committed to supporting what we put out there. And that is most definitely with an eye to longevity. But um, it's very difficult to answer a question like that in absolute terms, other than to say that we're all in the same boat when it comes to things like this. We all know the hassle and the trouble of dealing with companies that don't support things anymore, but um, we're definitely doing our best. So if there's any other questions, feel free to email us, but I do appreciate you coming in again. It's nice to have you. Nice to see your faces and we will see you the next time. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate it. Sure. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. Thanks once again.